0: Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kalea Wassman.
1: And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life.
0: Welcome back. Hi. Hi, how are you?
1: Me or listeners? I'm great.
0: <laughs> That's excellent to hear. <laughs> um, so you wanted to start this off with a public service announcement?
1: I, I do. Okay. So public service <laughs> announcement. We had my dad and my stepmom came to visit for the weekend last week. And over dinner, my stepmom says, do you always podcast talking so fast? I, and Galeo said, well, let me see your phone. How are you listening to him?" So he looks at the phone and her podcast was on one, what is it, 1.5 speed?
0: It's one and a half speed. So the deal is, is you can listen to podcasts at like a faster or a slower pace.
1: (laughs) Which is really fun, actually. Yeah,
0: depending, depending like on how much time you have and how quickly you want to get through the podcast.
1: Which is just so bizarre. So anyway, she was (laughs) listening to us talking very fast hi, this is Rebel News Podcast, Yeah, basically like that, thinking, I don't remember them speaking so fast, but maybe they just needed to get these done in a certain amount of time. So if you're out there and you're listening to us talking really fast or on the other (laughs) side of that coin, really slow. Yeah, because you can
0: reduce it to half the speed. So- you're either, if you're half speed, it's like uh, like we're just super just edibled out. Or <laughs> if you're on 1.5 or 2 times the speed, we just sound like we've been cooking meth with uh, uh, Heisenberg. Oh, god, <laughs> It's true. Like, it's just, so, hey, I was yeah.
1: <laughs> so if we sound altered in any way, make sure you check on your, your iTunes um, podcast area that we are on the right speed
0: okay you got that out of your system you feel better yes okay good well i I, just
1: thought how many people out there are going whoa these people are trippy they're so they're rushing it or whoa these people are stone are tweakers
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah no just just listen to to the one however if we do sound fast today it's because melanie just picked up a bunch of coffee i did congratulations now now uh, you might have to actually switch it to the half speed mode (laughs) just so you can understand the words that we're saying today and
1: funny enough we're going to be talking about meditation
0: uh oh before that i got some news um i get to do this for the very first time i'm really excited our sponsor for today's show is organifi
1: you are so cute
0: Uh, I'm I'm super excited. This is our, our first legit sponsor. And it's always nice when you know the, that your podcasts are grabbing attention and the business is building. It's exciting for me.
1: Well, it's exciting because we actually use on a daily basis Organifi well, products.
0: Right. Well, see, Organifi, which makes the green juice, it's my health potion I drink almost every day. And um, it's all organic, it's vegan, it's got all the freeze. The gluten-freeze, the soy-freeze, the dairy-freeze, no fillers, no additives. It's a power powder. Say that three times fast.
1: Power powder, power powder, 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 powder. Right. <laughs>
0: but it's got it's got all the goods in it. It's got wheatgrass, spirulina, corella, matcha, turmeric, ashwagandha. And if you go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and at checkout, enter the code REBEL and Muse. you get 20% off.
1: Yeah, and they have protein powders. They have turmeric pills, uh, supplements. They have red juice. They just came out with a golden milk, which I haven't tried yet. I'm not even sure if it's totally out yet, but I'm really excited about that. And a probiotic that we use all the time.
0: Yeah, they have so many products. And the green juices, it's definitely one of the staples. And we were also able to give our retreat attendees um, these little travel packs in their goodie bags uh, at the last Rebel and Muse retreat, um, and those travel packs are—they're are, fantastic for, especially for me because I'm bouncing all over the place. And I just throw seven or eight of them if I'm going out to a, a different country into my backpack, and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thank you, Organifi. This is this is really fun. <laughs> okay, now for the meditation episode.
1: So shifting gears, meditation, we are really excited about this episode because this is something that Kaleo and I um, practice daily. We both have our own different ways of meditating and um, we wanted to share some of that with you but also we'd like to talk about, and if you've been in my classes, my yoga classes this week I've been talking in, in depth about it, there's another podcast out there called The Greater Good and on one of the episodes, there's an author, a best-selling author named Rick Hansen. And he talks about the neuroscience of happiness.
0: That's the name of his book?
1: That's uh, one of the, yeah, that's one of his books. And in this, this podcast, they talk about how uh, meditation is, been, has been proven to affect your brain. And it's really fun for me to be able to, you know, I love all the esoteric. I love all the ideas and thoughts about yoga and meditation and all the woo-woo stuff. But for me to be able to back it up with science is so rad because I love both and.
0: Right. It's almost kind of like science is finally catching up to, you know, ancient, ancient uh philosophy and, and
1: mysticism ex- yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely it's so super exciting great so a little bit of, of what happened in this um, podcast episode was that they talk about there's a portion of your brain called the insula and or the insular cortex is another name for this area of your brain
0: where is that area
1: um, it's deep <laughs> deep <laughs> like, brain <laughs> like
0: deep brain okay
1: yeah that's <laughs> technical talk
0: deep brain is also a progressive rock band from 1968.
1: Hey guys, we're Deep Brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. go on. Sorry, serious yeah. stuff here. So the insular cortex is activated through meditation, and this there's been a lot of uh, studies around this, and so they you know they've actually studied it with science. So this is activated through meditation, and this portion of your brain becomes thicker and stronger when you meditate, and this area of your brain is crucial for empathy, and it it also gives you the sense to be aware of self and have more compassion for others and yourself. And this area of your brain, it's for consciousness, feelings, empathy, emotions, and how to process emotions, which is really important, self-awareness, perception, and some of your motor control as well.
0: Wow.
1: Right. So very important. Well, I guess your whole brain is important, but very important part of your brain for empathy and compassion. And what really struck a chord with me is that, you know, we we meditate, we go to yoga classes, we do this breath work and pranayama, we do all of these amazing practices, and we know we feel good, right, because we keep coming back and doing it. We know that it it makes us feel good. But this is actually proving it, telling us why we feel good. And, you know, I know that when I go to a yoga class or when I haven't had a, a yoga practice for a while, people around me can notice that. You know, I I don't have as much empathy and compassion. I feel like I'm a little bit more um, stuck or things irritate me a little bit faster. And, you know, I've I've had Kaleo say a couple of times, hey, you should go take a yoga class. (laughs) And that is my cue that, huh. I'm a little off and you're right. Absolutely right. Doing a yoga class or practicing some meditation would absolutely bring me back into that compassion and empathy. And you're just a nicer person all around when you're able to do these things for yourself.
0: That's interesting what you said about the um, meditation and it giving you a stronger foothold on your emotions, which Mm -hmm. your emotions are so powerful. They they have the the power to, um, you know, be reactive, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, not necessarily exactly what you want or what you truly mean. But yeah, yeah. So
1: this is the part of your brain that, that, like I said, helps you to process your emotions. So let's say you are feeling um, grief or sadness, and it's overwhelming, and you're having a hard time processing it, you feel despair well this part of your brain when you strengthen it through meditation as it becomes thicker and stronger then you're able to process emotions easier and step into a place of equanimity instead of like you said reaction
0: mm, instead of the super high wave or the super low wave yes uh-huh.
1: yeah so processing emotion
0: that's incredible okay so um I, I listened to this podcast by the way because you told me to um mm-hmm. the rick hansen one and uh Let's, let's dive into, like, for those people listening that don't necessarily meditate or have a meditation practice yet, um, I kind of want to let them know that there's so many different varieties of meditation that there's nothing to be intimidated about to start your practice. And just to even give it a try, you don't necessarily have to, like, be this this monk in half lotus in a bamboo garden somewhere to meditate. You can meditate anywhere and take it with you anywhere you want. And it can be like your own practice. What, um, and so what I want to to say is like, a, for you, mm-hmm. you have a meditation practice that's kind of spread out throughout the day, especially when you're at the, the yoga studio, yoga, Oceanside. Mm-hmm. you're constantly, um, Meditating before class, and then when everyone's in Shavasana at the end of class, that gives you about a 10 to 12 minute meditation zone as well.
1: Right. So before class, it's not really a a meditation for me. I'm guiding people through a meditation, which is also very calming to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But after the class, when everyone is in Shavasana, that's when I have my silence. And that's when, you know, I look around making sure everybody's good not moving or fidgeting or needing anything mm-hmm. and once everything is calm that's when I close my eyes and you know I'll, I'll just breathe or I'll go through a, one, a grateful list or I'll do a mantra um, but yeah I do that after every class that I teach it's a really nice way to at least get in five to ten minutes of meditation um, for that moment.
0: You know what's really interesting to me is my meditation practice is so different because I usually have a An amount of time, about 20 to 30 minutes in the morning that I set for myself. And then I go all day without really any meditation breaks. And then at the end of the day, I've just started to start meditating at night for about 10 to 15 minutes before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is kind of it's it's that it's a beautiful little area of okay this is kind of my schedule right now and now this is your schedule and to be able for everyone to figure out what is good for them and knowing that there is no right and wrong when it comes to this practice you know
1: right meditation shouldn't stress you out (laughs) (laughs) that's that's perfectly (laughs) right i don't know how i'm doing am i doing it right right that is the antithesis of what you should be meditating for is to to calm all that so i would say that A couple of ways that I like to teach meditation or to actually practice it myself is to number one, just sit. Sit in in stillness. Notice your thoughts. Your thoughts will come and go, but don't be attached to them. Just let them kind of breeze by. And another really wonderful way is to focus on the breath. So a couple of, and we'll actually, let's do a meditation a little bit later. Okay. I'll do do a little guided meditation with with the listeners. Um, But one of the ways is to focus on your breath and start counting. I think we talked about this, the Buddhist monks that taught me a few years back to count one on your inhale and exhale two, your next inhale and exhale until you get to 10. At that point, you come back to one and you just keep going one through 10 and then back to one. And what happens is sometimes you just start to Continue through I, I think I found myself at 40 before and I had to reel myself back Back to one, but it just brings mindfulness into it. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. Um, just simply focusing on your breath um, Bringing in a mantra a mantra or an affirmation. Those are wonderful ways to focus and Meditation doesn't have to like you said be sitting in lotus position I like to create moving meditations. So if you like to garden or walk on the beach. That's or, my favorite. The yeah. be, the
0: beach walk meditation at low tide where you just go barefoot. And there's something special about where the sea meets the land and then you're walking on it. <laughs> there's a lot of energy right there for you. Mm, I like y- that. Yeah.
1: So anything can be a meditation as long as you're bringing mindfulness into it. And mindfulness is um, basically being aware of of everything in the moment. So bringing yourself into the present moment and using that being just, you know, having awareness of where your feet are walking and what your mind is doing and where you are in space, you know, your hands, your feet, everything. Not letting your mind drift off to your to-do list or what's for dinner, but just being present. Mm -hmm. You know, the very first word of Patanjali's yoga sutras is atta, and atta means now. So just bringing yourself into the now. And, you know, it can be as simple as that, repeating one word.
0: Right. And not only that, but just paying attention to how you feel emotionally as well.
1: But not be attached to those emotions. No, but being aware
0: of it. Like, okay, why do I feel like this? Mm -hmm. You know, and and actually giving you the space and time to be like, I'm going to take control over this because I can,
1: which is really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. So a couple of times, Kaleo has, I really love when he meditates in the first thing in the morning, and I don't have to get up and go to the studio or be anywhere at this specific time, so I'll just stay in bed, and I'll tell you a little story about one time when he was meditating. So he was um, facing the ocean and sitting in, in our room, and he meditated, and I felt this blanket of energy this weight of energy, and it was it was delightful. It wasn't like a, a, a bad weight. It was this blanket of energy that just laid on top of me. And I was in, you know, I was sleeping, but I was aware as well, I heard the birds and everything. And about 20, 25 minutes later, I feel this blanket of energy lifted, like a whoo. And it lifts up off of me, and I woke up a little bit more, and I looked over, and he was still in meditation, so his back was faced to me. He was still in meditation. So I thought, gosh, that was really interesting how that blanket of energy just lifted. And not 10 seconds later, he got out of his meditative seat. So basically, when his awareness lifted from his meditative state into you know, where you are right now, into this more conscious... Um, awake awaken feeling that's when that blanket got lifted and it wasn't until a few seconds later when he actually opened his eyes and moved it was such a trip but now i i crave that i'm like oh you're gonna go meditate will you do it here in the room because i love that feeling of his peaceful energy as a blanket
0: that's really cool um you know how you said like uh if uh sometimes you feel not as good as you need to feel and uh
1: no that that's never me
0: (laughs) you need (laughs) you need like a yoga class or something yes i uh, when i don't meditate i completely understand what i need to do Mm -hmm. it's it's such a game changer to my life right now especially you know that the area of life that i've arrived at now Mm -hmm. it's 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 like i i i don't want to say attached but I really am, (laughs) you know, like I I am. I really, I really love that time.
1: Well, because like we said in the beginning, coming back to science, you're affecting a part of your brain that processes emotions, it's memory, um, feelings, empathy. This is where you have that self-awareness. So all of this stuff feels really good, right? It Mm -hmm. feels good to be kind. It feels good to be compassionate to yourself and to others. And on the other side of that, it doesn't feel good to not be connected with that empathy and compassion. So of course we, we you know, crave that meditation.
0: So, um, the Rick Hansen uh, Neuroscience of Happiness, mm-hmm. uh, that podcast, about, I know it's a book, but the podcast um, that you shared with me, he says, he says that he has three steps. He says, turn positive events, step one, turn positive events into positive experiences. And what he means by that is um, usually we will gravitate mentally towards negative thoughts or events. They'll stick to the brain longer than positive will, which is really, really odd. He explains in his book how um, negative is like Velcro. And positives like Teflon.
1: Yeah. So his quote, actually, if I can interject. Is, yeah, please. The mind is like Velcro for negative experiences, and Teflon for positive ones.
0: Which totally blows me away.
1: And and he talks about how he we can rewire our brains for happiness. By. By these three steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, turn positive events into positive experiences is is one, which I think he gave kind of like a the metaphor of. Um, a compliment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like instead of, you know, taking that compliment, we have a kind of like an ability to deflect it, you know, instead of an, accepting it wholeheartedly, which is something that we've talked about in, in the past podcast before. Mm-hmm. You oh, know?
1: yeah. That's something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. If someone pays me a compliment, oh, no, no, no. You know, I just kind of deflect it.
0: So turn the positive event into a positive experience, which... I mean, come on, makes sense. Then uh, two, really savor the positive and remember it. Like take your time and relish that moment instead of like, you know, just skipping over it. Really take like a couple of seconds to really go, wow, this is a positive experience and I really want to savor every moment of it. And that way, um, as he explains, uh, you're you're allowing yourself to deep to dig deeper pathways, neurological pathways, in bringing these positive experiences more and more into your life and the way that you feel, and that way you can recall on them easier when you're having not not such a positive experience.
1: Right. I mean, you can imagine. I don't think I'm the only one here that sometimes feels awkward in social situations and I can replay something maybe that I have said that I think is ridiculous over and over and over in my mind and dwell on it right and and that was not really a positive experience is maybe something that I wish I would have said differently or done differently but yet I will replay it going oh gosh I should have said this differently or I should have not done that instead of Letting that go and focusing all of the amazing things that may have happened at that event. So what you're saying is step two. You know we tend to, like he says, with the Teflon and the Velcro, we tend to stick to those things that could be negative, and we let go, we dismiss the positive. So to really instead focus on those positive experiences and and sit with them and appreciate them, and you know when, what you focus on grows
0: absolutely which brings us to the third thing that he says and that's sense the positive experience and let it seep in you and take and let it just take you over and let it take you over with joy and this way it's kind of like you're really accepting now that this positive experience is a part of your life these are really just you know we know these things but it's really nice to be reminded of them because we do have this kind of evolutionary reptile brain that is always looking for a tiger in the brush you know that's
1: (laughs) yeah i mean our our brains are wired to look for potential dangers Mm -hmm. dating back to paleolithic days or you know whenever we had things that were out there wanting to destroy us. So right now, we hopefully don't have things out there that want to destroy us. However, we're still looking for those potential dangers in order to pre-solve the problem and look for ways out. So because we've been programmed that way, what this book says in this podcast, Rick Hansen, says through the mindfulness meditations we can rewire our brain and focus on the happiness and be looking for that instead
0: I think the world needs to rewire their brains like Rick Hansen is saying (laughs) (laughs) especially my world you know and that's what it comes down to it comes down to me paying attention to me and being the best thing it's being the best person that I can be for this world Mm -hmm. and that's what um you know that's what I'm really happy about meditation for because it is allowing me to feel better about who i am every single day and that's allowing me to feel better in this world and that's that's it's really just a great time for me in in that aspect um to learn this
1: well that's where it comes back to the compassion and the empathy that's why you feel so good Yeah, And it's all science. Yeah. It's exciting. And it's
0: all science. (laughs) It's exciting.
1: (laughs) So what happens when you meditate and you sit and you're just, you just can't get into the groove, right? So let's just say, and this has happened many times for me, um, that you have so much going on that you just can't quiet the mind. Um, My thought on that is, you know, our sympathetic nervous system is we're all... In our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight—excuse flight, me, fight or flight response—at a very base level, constantly, in order to maintain homeostasis. So all of our um, functions of the body functioning properly Mm -hmm. Um, but with all of the stressors in our life right in our modern day times we have to-do lists we have problems to solve we have cars to drive we have um, families and relationships and work and social media to look at social (laughs) media we have all the stuff that can be potential triggers or stressors in our life and Mm -hmm. potential i mean basically it's true and we tend to be more on not just a base level of sympathetic nervous system that fight or flight but a heightened level of our fight or flight response and when we are in that response it's much more difficult to um, access the opposite which would be the parasympathetic response which is our rest and digest Um, or one of my professors said feed or breed (laughs) oh i like
0: that one yeah (laughs) Yeah, i I love those two activities so
1: all (laughs) (laughs) all of those things can't be done when you're in a heightened sense of Uh, fight or flight so even meditation right so if we are elevated in that sympathetic nervous response it's going to be much more challenging for us to be able to sit quietly for one um, and to quiet the mind and let go of our to-do list or other things that are happening so how can we get into our our rest response a little bit easier in order to sit for meditation what do you think babe
0: Uh, I rely on a couple of tools, um, most importantly, breath work. So if I find myself in a situation that is stressing me out, um, I'll go to some some breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite one is the, what what do you call it? I know it's in Sanskrit.
1: (laughs) It's Nadi Shodanam or Alternate Nostril Breathing.
0: Oh yeah, I love that one. And maybe we'll uh, we'll do one at the end of this podcast. Um, However, uh, there is just so many different breathing techniques and um, i'll try to find some that i've, I've seen online or, or read about and i'll put them in the show notes mm-hmm. um but breath breath work for me is the quickest way to turn any heavy or what i am um perceiving as heavy situation and just bringing it down a lot and also um eft emotional freedom tapping yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique which basically is just acu pressure where you're able to um tap on certain points throughout the body to um release uh blockage energy blockage mm-hmm. and um and help you out through that
1: yeah and going back to the breath work i Really love just a simple meditation where you count the breath and actually let's do that meditation now Okay, so if anyone is um, driving, of course, you can keep your eyes open (laughs) and I'll guide you through this is a really nice way to Get into that rest response so that you can calm the mind and calm the body calm the nervous system getting into your parasympathetic All right, so if you're not driving close your eyes and just start to focus on your breath. Feeling the inhales and the exhales, the expansion on the inhale breath, the release on the exhale breath. And letting the breath be easy and natural without changing it in any way, you're gonna start to count from the beginning of the inhale to the top of the inhale, slowly, like one, two, three, until you get to the top of your inhale. And then whatever number you come to, you're gonna make that same number happen on the exhale. So if your inhales were three or four, your exhales will be the same. And then take one more just like this with the even number on the inhale and the exhale. And the next breath you take, the inhale will be the same number. The exhale will be one count longer. If your inhales were four, your exhales will be five. Do this for two rounds of breath. And then add one more count to your exhale. So, if your inhales were four, your exhales will be six. And take just a couple of breaths with this extended exhale. And when you're done with those two breaths of extended exhale. Let your breath come back to its easy, regular pace. Breathe in deeply through the nose, biggest breath you can take, and let it go with a big sigh through the mouth. And open your eyes. Alright, so what we did there, and the reason why we add additional numbers to the exhale to make it a longer breath as you exhale is that the inhale breath is correlated to our sympathetic nervous system so if you can imagine when you're startled or scared or stressed you breathe in right and you possibly hold your breath in preparation for what's coming next but when you exhale this allows you to get into your opposite your rest response your sympathetic nervous system As you exhale, your body relaxes, your mind relaxes. So in our stressed out day-to-day world, sometimes we go about life with a very short breath we go about life with um, holding our breath and we don't exhale completely so you you know all know how it is when you finally exhale after um, being stressed or working hard or doing something you exhale it feels so good even if you just remind yourself exhale breathe that exhalation feels amazing so Our breath, our inhales, and our exhales, because they are sympathetic, parasympathetic, they're meant to maintain this base level and maintain this homeostasis. It's meant to keep us even. However, when we tend, like I said earlier, we tend to be in that that heightened sense of Um, stress response we don't completely exhale so this little meditation this counted breath can put you into more of a rest response which is where we're able to access a a deeper meditation and a sense of calmness
0: it's so rad that that only takes like two minutes Mm -hmm. or less and then you can just calm yourself and then when you're a calm version of yourself Anything that comes at you, you're going to, you're going to be improved. You know, you can actually take the moment and look at a challenge. Maybe it's one that you don't necessarily want or, or think you need, but it just gives you time and space to prepare yourself in a correct way cool calm version of you i love that (laughs) thank you for that
1: yeah so benefits of meditation go beyond just being a nicer person and having you know being able to process our emotions better uh, feelings of empathy and compassion this self-awareness but it's also been um, studied to improve our immune response so, boost our immunity and to, to help with pain relief. If we're having a lot of pain in your back or, or in your body in some level, meditation can help with that pain relief, that pain response.
0: It's really incredible. The older I get, the more I'm realizing like the mind, the body, the soul. I've always thought of them as, as three, but they're actually, it's just one. They're so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And so, when you take time to breathe, which is a physical activity, it calms the mind and it calms the spirit. And I'm, I'm noticing just all the synergistics with you know um, how exercise releases endorphins in the brain and the mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, improving your mood. And so these things just start crossing over. Uh, it's the difference between um, eating something you know is good for you versus something that's bad. And then your mind has a lot less judgment on you. And your thoughts become cleaner and clearer. So all of it's just, it it really is nice to be one being with all of these parts Mm -hmm. that all intersect at some point. So what's good for one will be good for another.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's the mind-body connection. So another way that we can bring mindfulness into our day in, you know, creating these moving meditations, is to, um, in yoga, there's something called Triputi. And Triputi is linking body, breath, and mind together. And in our classes this week, um, I really encouraged my students to practice this triputi because it brings you into this mindfulness where you're not thinking about lunch you're not thinking about your to-do list you're not holding your breath which puts you back into that sympathetic nervous system a little bit more elevated um, but it's bringing you into a sense of being present and mindful so that is let's say you're doing some movement you're walking on the beach Mm -hmm. you're gardening um i was doing this when i was making my my oils the other day is really focusing on the physical part of what you're doing right so i am walking i am doing this i am doing yoga where's my hand placement just being mindful of that second is to bring in the breath so as you move flow with the breath link the breath and movement together So it's easy to do, well not easy, but it's you know it's typical to do this in your yoga practice. Inhale, expand, lift your arms, exhale, contract, forward fold. But it's also good to do in everything else, walking, gardening, whatever your activity is, bring in the breath and the movement together. And then the third part of the triputi is your mind. So focusing on something, maybe the, a, a mantra or an affirmation, an I am statement, something that can bring your mind into this present moment, and that is the triputi. So this is how you can pra- practice mindfulness um, in all walks of your meditation, whether you're sitting or doing activity.
0: All these ancient like philosophies and all these ancient practices – are making more sense, the more ancient I get. <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's Tai Chi or Qigong or uh, yoga or, or meditation, like they're, it's just so interesting to me in, in such a fast-paced, modern te- technological world, how all of these ancient traditions are really becoming a lot more um, of an influence in my life at the time that I am in my life. Uh, and, you know, these tools are really, they're, they're incredible. They're incredible for just your overall happiness. And that's exactly what I want. You know, I, I, I want to be happy. More importantly, um, more than anything, uh, I, I truly, truly just want to be happy. And these tools and being able to see them and also being able to utilize them when I need to, Have been just such an incredible blessing. And uh, so, and you know, just to do all the research and you just find one door opens another door and another door and another door. And it's just this incredible uh, toolkit of, Mm -hmm. of what you can use in your life for the situations where you utterly feel alone. And you're able to go into this toolkit and use these varieties of ancient wisdom in order to help out whatever you're going through at the moment you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I I really dig this breath uh, exercise. Can we do one more? Can we do my favorite? The the,
1: The Nadi Shodanam? Yeah.
0: Can we do the alternative nostril breathing one? Yes. Okay, great. I right.
1: see you doing Vishnu mudra right there, so I know. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, exactly. All right, so
1: first let me guide you through Vishnu mudra. And uh, again, mudras are with the hands. Hand yoga mudras, gang signs. Yoga gang yeah. signs. Uh, this one is Vishnu. Vishnu is part of the Trimurti in the Hindu deities. So Vishnu is the preserver. Brahma was the creator and Shiva is the destroyer. So Vishnu bring, being the preserver is really interesting that we use Vishnu mudra for this, um, this pranayama exercise because we are preserving the body and balancing energies, the left, the right, the solar, the lunar, the feminine, the masculine. So we're creating that balance and that preservation, that um, simple equanimity throughout the body and energy. So Vishnu mudra is, let's do it with your right hand. So separate the fingers and the thumb. Take the piece fingers together, your index and your middle, bring those down to the pad of the thumb. So just kind of right down there. Then you're gonna pinch with your thumb and your ring finger. Now if this feels really awkward, you can just pinch with your pincher fingers. But if you are willing, try Vishnu mudra. All right, from here, let's take a full inhale and exhale through the nose. And then close your left nostril with your finger. Inhale through the right nostril. At the top, close the right nostril with your thumb. Exhale through the left nostril. Inhale through the left nostril. Close the nostril with your finger. Exhale through the right nostril inhale through the right nostril close it with your thumb exhale through the left inhale through the left close with your finger exhale through the right and continue on it as long as you want now that you've got the rhythm going and this is a wonderful way to balance your energy. It's very calming. And it's a nice way to start or end a meditation practice. All right, uh-huh. so those are some cue or some tools, yes, that you can use to um, get into. The proper state for meditation, you know, you don't really want to be focusing on all the stuff that you have to do and try to sit um, and be mindful. So you want to try to get into that, that rest response a little bit first.
0: Yeah, that, that mindful breathing is so important, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible. Good. I love those two exercises. They're great and you can do it anywhere and it doesn't take long Right. just to switch um, what, your, what your perception is of whatever is happening
1: hmm Oh, rad. So I wanted to go back again to Rick Hansen, that book that we've been talking about um, that I haven't read yet, but he explains it in this podcast, The Greater Good. It's called uh, The Neuroscience of Happiness. And I just saw that he has another book out called The Practical Neuroscience of Buddha's Brain, Happiness, Love, and Wisdom, which sounds amazing. I like all those things. Yeah, so I am going to get that on Audible. Today, no, not today, tomorrow. (laughs) If anyone wants to go to Audible for that free trial, there is a 30 day free trial. You can cancel at any time and you get one free book. And it is audible, A U D I B L E, trial, T R I A L dot com forward slash rebel and muse. And put in that code and you can get your free book.
0: Your spelling is fantastic. (laughs) That would have taken me like hours to get through. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs)
1: All right. So let's, we want to leave you with a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh. He says the feeling that any task is a nuisance will soon disappear if it is done in mindfulness. And I think that is a beautiful quote because even washing the dishes, pouring a cup of tea, doing chores, whatever it is, if you do it mindfully, then it's, it's not a chore. It is, is something to be appreciated
0: yeah Oh that's that's really nice smell thanks all right
1: all right peace